I'm Katie Mucci. I'm the Assistant Commissioner for Digital Strategy at the Missouri Valley Conference. I'm currently the at-large representative on the board, and I've been in my position at the Valley for three and a half years and on the board since this summer. What drove your interest to serve on the COSIDA Board of Directors? I have been super involved with COSIDA. I started my career uh, in 2014 at a Division III conference, and my boss immediately got me um, involved with COSIDA just as a member. And then through my membership, those first that first year, I was able to get onto the new media committee and get involved with that and eventually move into a chair role with that committee. And I've been doing kind of leadership things like that with COSIDA throughout um, the last seven years of my career and really, really enjoyed it and really enjoyed being in a committee chair role, really enjoyed you know speaking at panels, speaking at the conferences and and whatnot. And, and when a position came open, I reached out to Doug Vance and just asked him what he thought and if he thought anything about me joining it or, you know, if he thought it was even feasible for me to do it. And he was more than supportive and told me absolutely, yes, I should to try to apply for it and see what happens. And um, that with the, the leadership roles I'd taken earlier in my career, that it really would probably be a good fit for me and be a possible for me, possibility for me. And I think that's why I've always been involved in things like that, you know, whether it was in high school doing student body um, government things and things like that. I've always loved being in a leadership role and having some say and and getting to kind of see how everything's done behind the scenes. And so it really just made sense to jump in when I had this opportunity. Um, It was only a one year position since it was kind of uh, filling in for somebody who moved up into the vice president rotation. But um, it's, it's been really exciting the first few months I've done it. Absolutely. Organizations like this, one person introducing another to the organization, and then that second person takes it and run takes it and runs with it, like you did here. Um, what are you most thankful for in this industry? I am so thankful for the people. I have the best group of friends who support me every day, whether it's our group text going crazy during the day or at night when things are happening, and a place to vent. You know, we've. Our friend group has been very lucky to have a lot of people getting married this year. So the fact that like throughout my career, people I would have never met because they live across the country from me have become so close that we're going to each other's weddings and we're celebrating each other's big moments in life. I think that's been an invaluable part of this. Like you'll never, especially in this field where times can get hard really easily. Um, You know, you're working late nights, you're working long hours, you're working hard jobs and stressful jobs and having people who understand what you're going through. And being able to call out to them or reach out to them anytime and um, have friends like that has been the best part of this job. You know, there are so many exciting moments. There are so many cool things you get to do, but the people you you meet throughout the job and throughout the industry and things like that are the, the best part of it, I think. I can't disagree with that. Um, <laughs> but what do you feel passionate about in life? Oh, gosh. In life, I'm very passionate about just being good to people. And and that's so corny, I'm sure, but I, that's my biggest thing is just being a good person and being good to people and making people happy and, and supporting people, however they need to be supported, whether that's, um, you know, just being a listening ear or giving advice or whatever it may be. Um, I, that's what I'm passionate about and whether, you know, in this industry, you get a lot of opportunities at that, whether it's supporting student athletes, supporting teams that are, you know, doing big runs or postseason runs or supporting your friends in the industry, like I was just talking about, you have so much opportunity to do good um, in this position and these kind of positions that it it really just fits with that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, What, what's on your bucket list? 
That's a good question. <laughs> I don't think I really have too much of a bucket list, which is probably not great. Um, I just want to see the world, I guess, but I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of an in the moment person. I'm not a super far out thinker, um, for, for most things. And, um, yeah, I think just being happy and, and, you know, seeing things and experiencing things in general, nothing really specific, you know, like sure. I'd love to go to Italy. I'm very Italian. So I'd love to go to Italy at some point in my life and things like that. But for the most part, it's just experiencing new things and seeing the world and, and meeting people and things like that, that are my goals. Yeah. For most people, they want to see like all the islands in the Caribbeans, or they want to explore all of Europe. You're just complacent with just any type of new things, whether it's Brazil, Italy, yeah, India. Yep. I, uh, I joke around with people when they ask like where I'm from, I've lived in six States, I think five or six. I went to three high schools in three different States. Like I've been all over and I've enjoyed the, the new things and moving and all that kind of stuff and change. And, um, it's, it's fun to just experience new things, but I don't have anything I look at and I'm like, I need to do that. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing crazy, but I, I just like experiencing things. Most definitely. Uh, what, what's something that COSIDA membership doesn't know that makes board membership so rewarding? I think getting, especially right now, this is a very timely interview, um, but getting to be a part of, you know, looking at the future of COSIDA and, and being a part of that group, a subcommittee that really talked about that and went through that. And I think that's been one of the coolest things um, because it's not just a daily what's going on or, or, you know, making decisions on, on things that just need to have decisions made, but getting to be a part of seeing the future of an organization and hiring a new executive director and the huge changes that are coming for COSIDA right now, getting to be an integral part of that, being a part of the board, as well as just being on an, an also like a smaller subcommittee. Um, that's been one of the coolest things because that is not something I ever expected to be a part of when I joined the board. I didn't know Doug was retiring soon. I didn't know that, that these changes were happening to the organization, um, whether it was the all-in membership that's already been announced or anything else coming up. Um, it's it's beyond what I expected to have, especially even only having one year on this. I'm getting to do so many things um, in my one year on the board that it's it's really, really exciting. So what's your biggest challenge as it relates to the profession now and in the future? I think the biggest challenge, and this has kind of been, I would say, across the board with a lot of people is is it's getting the, the job descriptions are getting longer and the, the things you're responsible for are getting longer while a lot of things like pay or benefits or things like that aren't changing much. And that's kind of been seen across the industry. And there's a lot of people leaving because of that. And I think that's the biggest challenge, you know, not necessarily only facing me or even facing me, but facing a lot of people right now. And, and something that I think is really kind of a wake up call to a lot of people and seeing what you, what your goals are in life and what you want to do in the future and, and how you want, whether you want a family or things like that, that might be limited. Um, I think that's probably the biggest challenge right now is just kind of figuring out like where you fit in and what's your niche and what, what works for you and makes you happy, keeps you happy, keeps your mental health in check. Um, and that's kind of the biggest thing is just making sure your mental health is, is in check and good and not just getting along, but good. Yeah, I think the 
getting paid not much more to do more things is not even necessarily something that's unique to the sports information industry. I think that's happening across the board with a lot of jobs. And that's mm -hmm. why a lot of industries are having trouble with hiring. Mm -hmm. But if you could change one thing about working in athletic communication office, what would it be? I think having my friends who are on campuses, especially a conference is a bit of a different, different world, but um, I wish that the people who are in athletic communications got more respect. I think that's kind of my big thing is, is like I said, I don't see that much in my, my position right now with the Valley. I think I get plenty of respect and I'm, you know, I'm able to have my voice in a lot of things, but that might be a conference thing when you don't have a ton of people in your office or coaches and things like that. Um, but I see how a lot of my friends are treated and, and how they are regarded as, as not as important as other people when they are really the voice of a university or the voice of a college. They're the, the most outward facing person you have and control kind of how people think about your, your university, college, conference, whatever it may be. And I think that I, if I could change one thing, it would be that people are respecting this industry as much as they should be because it is the things that people in this industry do and the hours they put in and the, the care and the the um, dedication they have to their places of work is beyond anything that, you know, you see a lot of places. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that the entire athletic communications office is underappreciated, but transitioning back to you, tell us something that few people know about you. Oh gosh. I feel like I'm an open book. So I don't know if there's a lot. Um, okay. I guess this is, this might be one. Um, when I was in high school, I actually was planning on going to college to go into fashion merchandising. I loved sports my entire life, played sports until I got an injury in high school. Um, my brother played college sports. My dad played college sports, et cetera. Um, but I was also super passionate about fashion. And um, when I lived, I went, one of the high schools I went to was in California. And I thought about going to FITM, which is a big fashion design merchandising school out there. Um, and then I moved to Iowa and that's where I ended up graduating from high school in um, Iowa city. And I went toward Minnesota. They have a good fashion merchandising program, went and fully planned on doing that. And then eventually um, my brother was in college in Colorado at a D2 school playing basketball. Him and I are really close. And I found out that I could get sort of an in-state ish tuition thing at a, a college there based on where I lived and ended up going there and just doing an advertising and PR degree. Um, and then kind of just was like, what do I want to do? What do I like? I like sports and ended up going down that path and interning with SIDA office my senior year. Um, but my, I guess the thing like I guess that most people don't know about me is I never intended to go into sports when I was in high school. I enjoyed them. I loved them. I was in journalism and stuff all through high school, but, um, I really thought I was going to go a fashion merchandising route. I mean, that's definitely not something I would have guessed. <laughs> Yeah, me and me and my sweatshirt. <laughs> just, just in our 10-minute uh, conversation, that's definitely uh, something surprising. And <laughs> lastly, how would your best friend describe you in four words or less? Ooh, I don't know if this has to be a four-word sentence or just four words, but I'll go four words. Um, good, ambitious, caring, and hardworking. I think my, it's funny, my best friend actually lived with me for a couple months last year during COVID because she works a remote job and was bored and didn't want to, you know, wasn't paying rent anymore to stay in her apartment all the time. So 
she came and stayed with me for two months and, and got to see front front row how uh, most SIDs dealt with the spring of 2021 in this industry. Um, so I think right now those are the four words she would say for me because we had about one day the entire spring semester that we got to just go do whatever we wanted to. Otherwise, I was parked in front of a computer working most of the time. Yeah, I was an intern during spring yeah. once. So yeah, I most definitely feel you on that one. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for joining me this afternoon. No problem. Thank you so much for having me.